Okay, so death, Morella. Why are people scared of death? Just the whole mention, you know, say death and people say you are pessimistic and see the negative side of life. I don't see it that way. But what do you think? I've had the privilege of going on the journey with uh, several people. So there was my mother, my father, a colleague of mine who was Vanessa's teacher. There was one of my mom's friends. And I think I extrapolate that everybody that has some unfinished business is more scared of death. Mm. So it's unfinished business. Yeah. So uh, what I think is that you should always have death somewhere in the back of your mind to inform how you live. Okay. Because we cannot control when we die. I realize that there are medications now, the made medicine in aid of death, dying with dignity. But generally speaking, we don't know when the bell will toll for us, right? So if you get a diagnosis of cancer, or you are something tragic happens to you, and you realize that you're on your deathbed, I think the people that have accepted death are the ones that have lived a life where they have done what they wanted to do in their way. So they feel like they have lived a full life and that they can leave feeling that they did the best they could, that they were good people as much as they could be, that they don't leave a lot of unfinished business or regrets on the table. Hmm. Those are the ones that have a more peaceful death. You know, for me, death, I never, I mean, we all know life is finite. We all know that, but it comes quite clear, I think, when we reach our 50s, 60s, and certainly beyond. And for me, when I think of death, I mean, like you said, we don't know when, no one does. But what I find for me, it kind of focuses me on what I want done. So that unfinished business, I now have more clarity what I want accomplished in my life. Now, of course, no one knows if one will or not, but it gives me that, you know, I have a clear sense of, direction or clearer so now what i'm doing i have an agenda i have thing like a to-do list i did that before but i don't know never really worked for me whereas now i'm finding it actually works i actually look at my list i have a board i tick it off and it's like that kind of you know lighting fire under your seat i find when i think of death now It's more of a positive thing. I have finite time. I'm very clear on it. And then it's reflexive, too, because I sit back and think, okay, at the end of 
my life? What do I want to have accomplished? And, you know, for a lot of us, that could be personal, could be family, could be very specific achievements, could be writing, could be a film, could be even like this podcast. And so for me, it, it's often strange when I approach the topic with friends, just, just because parents go and they, it's that time of life. Some are like you, you know, they're very clear headed. Whereas others, it's like, why would you want to talk about it? It scares them. And they really don't want to talk about it as opposed to perhaps like you and I, we're more focused, we're more clear on it, we're more at ease with it, you know? And I find partly it's societal too. It is societal. So my father died when I was 27 and he was 63. And before then, he had been given a diagnosis of cancer. And so he spent four years knowing he was, the death was approaching, that it wasn't an abstract, right? So he got the diagnosis when he was 59. He wanted so badly to talk about it. And this was the 80s. People didn't want to talk. And of course, he was a young man in a way because he was 59, 60 years old. And I remember he saying to me, nobody wants to talk to me about my dying. Nobody wants to let me talk about how I feel that I have this death sentence. They all want to say, oh, savvy, let it go. You know, I could be hit by a bus tomorrow too. Like none of us know. And who knows how long you have. And, you know, cancer, maybe they find a cure, right? And he was like, I wish they wouldn't do that because I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about now that I'm facing death. And it's real. And so... Although I was 23, 24, I just thought, well, I'll just let him talk. And we would discuss things. And he would say to me, do you think there's a heaven and a hell? Do you think there's a purgatory? Do you think I'll go anywhere? What do you think? And then I would say what I thought. And then he would say, well, maybe this will happen. Maybe there's a purgatory, maybe there's reincarnation, but I don't want to be reincarnated. I, I don't want another life on earth. And, you know, I would allow him to talk about all of the possibilities, all the maybes. I mean, I can't imagine not being able to talk about something that must be on your mind all the time. And for people just to dismiss it because they're uncomfortable with it. That didn't seem fair to me. And he did die. And he, it was a painful death because it was a kind of cancer that wrapped his body with pain. So in the end, it was just lots of morphine. And then he slipped into unconsciousness and died. But it, it informed me for the rest of my life that it is a topic as valid to talk about, to think about, to consider as anything else. Yeah, I agree. And I think religions even, mythology, mythologies rather, I should say, kind of inform us of that kind of seasons in life. 
right? That is just a normal cycle. I think religions can do a better job of preparing. I think sometimes, you know, depending on the religion, there's that focus of afterlife. And maybe it needs to be combined more with the daily life. You're not here forever. Don't look until the end. Just live your life. Be the best you can be. Because it's a natural cycle. And but I, I want to disagree with don't look at the end. Because I think that's what has become a problem in our society. With the baby boomers, we're starting now to have things like death doulas and hospice. That did not exist in 1980 when my father died, which is very unfortunate. There used to be a time, Anna, where people died in their homes. And the matriarch and her sisters or other women would clean the body and dress it. And it would lay on the kitchen table. That's where the viewing was. There was a time where it wasn't a matter of like, do I choose to think about death? No, it was there. You could have a child die in childbirth. You could have a child die at two years old. Look at cemeteries. Look at all the little children buried. It was a daily occurrence. It was something that was always in your peripheral vision. And I think that the mistake has been to get away from that. And religion is a beautiful way to think about it, but you can even look at it in non-religious terms, right? Mm -hmm. You need to have, right from a very young age, you should have some peripheral vision of death and what it means and how you will think about it. And it should inform your life because the people I saw struggle with death are the ones that thought, oh no, I was a bad person and I did these things and I was selfish and I was vain and oh no, will I ever be forgiven and what will people think of me? Well, it's too late now to think of how people will think of you or that you've left those things unsaid and undone. Or people who have regrets like, I always wanted to go to Europe. I thought I had more time. Now it's too late. Well, yeah, that's why why you should have a constant reminder that life here on earth is finite. Yeah, but you know what? That's a little bit my point that we should have death integrated in our life from the early start. Yeah. But I think what happens with media, it's like death is viewed as the end. So people don't think of it. And then it's panic. I don't want to think about it. It's a sad event because it's the culmination. It's the end. As opposed to it's part of life. It's part of being. And it's always there. And I think that, you know, you say it more eloquently, but that's what it is. If you see death as part of your everyday, in a sense, right, that it is finite, then you're no longer as scared and you're more prepared and then you do those in the moment things. My thought is our media, even common religions, don't do enough of that. They focus on the end without saying, yes, it's out there, but you have to live every day because it is finite. And I notice even, you know, when I watch films, it's just not dealt in the way that I think it should be. And if it were, then people would be more prepared. They wouldn't be as scared. 
and I wouldn't get this. I don't want to talk about it. You're just so negative, right? Which is often what I get. So I often tell them, well, read some mythology. Read how, you know, they, the tales and the stories are more ingrained in the everyday. So it's just part of like the season, right? It, it's cycle. And I thinking if our media, if our culture were more that way, then we're more prepared. I don't know. I agree that when you portray it as the end and all of this was, you know, happening irregardless of how it ends, like they're two separate things rather than being integrated. Yeah, okay, I see your point there. It's just so interesting because I remember thinking once, what do people who are atheists do when someone they love dies? Because, you know, for me, and even my father, the idea of something, purgatory, heaven, hell, reincarnation, something after this was a big part of being able to ally the fears, right? So I met a woman whose daughter was going to school with mine, and I said, oh, you had a death in your family. I know you're not religious. How did you deal with it with your daughter? And she said, I told you that love is what is left behind. So, yes, her grandma is gone, but as long as you have her in your heart, she lives. And that is life after death. Life after death is the love, the knowledge, the great experiences that you shared that she left behind in the people that she touched and was close to, that she lives on in that way. And I thought, I can accept that because that's the same thing. You're living a, a life that means when you go, you have left something good behind. Yeah, that legacy, that mark, that memory, that touching, yeah. You know, and there's also people, there's atheists, and of course there's people the other way, not, not quite religious, but the science, you know, energy is created, not destroyed, what happens later, reincarnation, there's so many ways of looking at that. And of course, being in a certain age category, I'm now starting to look at the pragmatics of it. You know, do I want to be buried? Do I want uh, cremation? Uh, the, the will, the uh, power of attorney, the directives in terms of health, right? When you're younger, even though you're aware of death and anyone can die at any moment, you don't necessarily think of the pragmatics. Now, when I see obituaries and the ages people die, I'm somehow more sensitive to that and then start thinking, oh, how, what, am I ready? What do I have in terms of paperwork, in terms of decluttering? All these things all of a sudden start kind of coming together, which yeah. when I was younger was not the case. Is it similarly with yourself? or? Well, you know, because of my experience, I remember being just shortly before my father actually passed away, I remember being pregnant and I was going on a maternity leave and my employer said, 
you know, this is what you're going to get when you're on maternity leave. And I said, oh, does that include my life insurance portion that the employer used to cover? And she said, what? And I said, well, if I should die in childbirth or something should happen to me, I would want my husband to have life insurance. Oh my gosh, she says, who thinks of that when they're pregnant? Hmm. I said, I do, because realistically, if, you know, healthy people do still die in childbirth and then your poor husband who's dealing with all the pain and, and emotional anguish would have a child to raise on his own without any financial bonus. So I've always been a person who, you know, and as soon as the, the children were born, I, I found uh, an executor and someone who would promise to, you know, look after them should I die before they're of age. Yeah, no, it's always been, and I don't know, and I don't know though if that's going to make my death any easier because I've been following a blog of this wonderful 80 year old woman. Uh, it's called Time Goes By. And up until her mid 70s, she was in perfect health and she's a very articulate, well spoken. She was a producer on television shows. So she's a very good research person and she talked about aging and she had always said you know when the if I get ill I'm going to avail myself of those medically assisted death right and she has pancreatic cancer now is dying is in her final weeks maybe months but probably weeks and she has the drugs and she has hospice care but she says you know the will to live the the decision to actually go no matter how well spoken you are or how much you've thought about it or how ready you are the actual decision of the day you're going to die the actual moment that's i think going to be hard on all of us well it is the big unknown right it is the big unknown, whether you're an atheist, science-bound, or religious, it's, it's no one, as many people have said, no one has come back and actually told you, you know, did you live your, right, your life rather correctly or not? So it is up to us, to each of us, to figure out, you know, the meaning of our lives. But I mean, the thing I will keep echoing is, as we get older, we are more sensitive to the end, right? And kind of strive for some meaning, some mark. I mean, I know how it is with me. Uh, I want to come to the end and know that I've done what I intended to. And of course, being clear on what is it that I intend. But, you know, I like what you said. It's live your life now and don't say, you know, I missed this. I'll do the travel. Do it now. And how you live will then at the end help you with dying more easily, I guess. So I don't know. Any, anything else you can think of? I just, I really hope that people think about living their lives so that when they leave, they've left the world just a little better, not worse. That would be my only, if you can only carry one thought about death and you don't want it to be a big scary thought, just 
every day say to yourself, what I do today, will I leave the world better or worse for my actions? So yes, you don't I have like to that. Big, right? Yeah? yeah. I like that. I like that very much. Well, this is the heavy topic, death. Morella and I, our personal thoughts. So thank you. And it's Anna. And Morella. For the Blooming Bloomers. Bye. Bye.